This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Uh, bright and early in the studio, we've got Richard Porter from Bike Waikator, who um, I'm especially grateful to for coming into the studio. Um, yeah, given the, given the circumstances. Thank you. It's, uh, a new addition to the family always uh, makes things a little difficult, but um, it's working out quite well right now, so glad to be here. Yeah, for sure. So I thought it would be interesting to take a look, particularly at Innovating Streets, yes. because some real um, progress has happened with that. Obviously, Ward Street has been uh, rolled out. fully rolled out and everything. Yep. Um, there are obviously mixed um, opinions on it. Um, but, yeah, H- how is that from Waikato's perspective? Well, um, we, w- we were involved in the co-design process um, with Hamilton City Council and all the other co-designers, so there were um, invitees, so um, other community groups and stakeholders around the sites, so businesses included and, and other users. Um, in terms of the outcome, we, um, we organised a bit of an event on Saturday to, to do some recording for a video on how to use Ward Street. Um, so we got to sort of use it as soon as it had opened firsthand. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, for us, it's great, realistically, you know. Um, we, when you looked at Ward Street prior to the trial going in, there was no cycle facility. Um, Western Rail Trail ran all the way through to Norris Ward Park and stopped at the Ward Street, Tristram Street traffic lights. So to now have... Uh, crossing across uh, Tristram Street and a way to get all the way through to Anglesey Street um, protected as well so you don't have to ride in the traffic lane is great for people on bikes. So Richard, you at Bike Waikato will have been conscious of the sort of the slow flow campaign to link uh, Norris Ward Park together with the Claudelands Bridge. Yes. Um, has Ward Street always sort of been on the cards as the potential thoroughfare? I think there's been two... Well, it turns out that there's been two views, really, on on what that's going to look like because Ward Street makes a lot of sense to connect from the end of Norris Ward Park through to Victoria Street and, and Claudelands Bridge. But right now, when you look at it, there's quite a few buildings in the way. Um, with the case of Ward Street between Anglesey and Worley Place being closed off and um, Centre Place having constructed buildings there when previously it used to be a road straight through. So um, it's, it's actually questions that we raised during the co-design process as well as, as where, like if we're, if we're getting cyclists to Anglesey Street, where are we then putting them? Because Anglesey Street's one of our bigger, busiest streets in the CBD. We're expecting them to probably ride along Anglesey Street one way or another, um, to, to get to Bryce Street or to get to Caro Street or Civic Square, um, and, and through Garden Place. So, um, we've, we've raised the questions and haven't really got too many answers right now, but, um, there are we we know that there are um, some projects underway, and um, personally, I used to ride Western Rail Trail all the time into the CBD to London Street, and I would um, always get off at Seddon Road and ride down Bryce Street 
Um, granted, you have to ride past the bus station, and for some people, um, that's not the most ideal um, route to take. But what we know is that staff at council are looking at two options, one running along Bryce Street and one continuing Ward Street to somewhere. And I think that's going to be the, the thoughts about and, and the hard part about where they actually take cyclists to Victoria Street. So do you think there's going to be a... Does it look like there's going to be an attempt with Bryce Street to sort of work that as part of the Innovating Streets? As part of the Innovating Streets, probably not. But I think what Innovating Streets for people has done is it's, show, it's showing, especially people in Hamilton, but across the country, that we can try things out. We don't have to. Like Ward Street has, is it three, four million dollars in the next two years, I think, allocated to it to upgrade that portion of Ward Street. So we can spend um, 10% of that on a trial where we get a whole lot of planter boxes and um, speed bumps that we can take out and signage that we can take out and move to another site later on and try it out there as well. And if it doesn't work there, we can accept that it doesn't work and move it on somewhere else. So I think Bryce Street is probably is going to take a bit more thinking on behalf of council. Granted, you know, there's entrance ways for things like the transport centre, there's the car park into centre place car park, there's also the, the warehouse loading dock, which are not impossible um, obstacles to, to tackle. It's just having to rethink the spaces that we're using and how we how we use them and allocate them to users. Do you know, Richard, if it's true that businesses on Ward Street are being affected, like their customers being affected by the changes that have happened? I personally don't know any information. I haven't talked to any of the businesses, um, so, so I sort of can't really confirm or deny that. Um, granted, the works on Ward Street, I think, started, was it two weeks ago? So there's been two weeks' worth of construction happening as well, so now it's been open since last Friday. So the construction um, is finished now. Construction is finished and, and it's now open. It was I think it was it was open effectively with all the, the, the remaining parking spaces since I think last Tuesday maybe. Some of them might have been closed off for contractors to put parking in them. So I don't know but it's one of those things where I think we're going to have to have a little bit more time Realistically, to see what the impacts. I would, I would imagine that there has been a drop in visitors to some of those businesses because of what has been going on in terms of the construction. Um, there was a weekend at which two days in the, the first weekend that the whole street was closed down, so the construction crew could get in there, roll everything out as quickly as possible. So if if those businesses were open on one of those days, then maybe they had been affected because nobody could park there they would have to walk but then um i'm I'm speaking on my own effectively but i would think that a lot of businesses would have people walking from another part of the city anyway and um their customers wouldn't always park in the parking space that is directly outside their shop some cases you're quite lucky that parking space opens up or is free and you can get to park there and walk straight in but i'm sure that um, there would be quite a few customers that would come from another part, having parked somewhere else, and come from another part of the, of the city. Cars are still able to go through Ward Street, aren't they? they? Are. It's just more of a shared. It's more of a shared space now. It's a safer space. It's it's 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's more about reallocating the, the road space. There's still two traffic lanes, in both, one in each direction. Um, there's still some parking spaces, just not as many as there were. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's about creating more space and showing people what could happen. Because we've got to think about that the, that street and, and the, the buildings around that street are not going to stay the same as they are right now. We know that Stark Property have bought the old Wintech land on the southern side and uh, where those buildings have been knocked down and they've already got plans to start construction for uh, is it resident, large number of residential units, retail and commercial, all in, I think it's three buildings, I think, um, from recollection on the artist's impression. So we know that the space is going to change and it's, it, I mean, it, I suppose it could have worked, but we can we know we can do better there are there are plenty of other cities around the world that don't have streets that look like that with that many people around them um, in order to get the people to enjoy the spaces uh, we need to give a bit more space to the people as opposed to the vehicles now i heard richard that uh lately there has been work going on over the other side in terms of making the access to the shared um, space on Claudelin's Bridge yes. more accessible. Yes, last night. So there was actually some work going on last night on Victoria Street at the Claudelin's Road intersection. So shortly there will be a right turn facility for bicycles. Um, so if you're travelling north, is it north? Yeah, north on Victoria Street using the Sharrows, so um, shadows are there to encourage cyclists to take the lane um, and um, advise drivers that cyclists are allowed to take the lane along Victoria Street, considering it's a 30 kilometre an hour speed zone. And then once you get to the Cordlands Road intersection, you can move into what was the right-hand lane through lane. It's now been, um, it's got some hit sticks in. There's some more work to come um, with some, some concrete separators um, to protect people on bikes and there will be a detector that picks up um, bikes that stop at the traffic lights and gives them a dedicated green phase to turn right onto Claudman's Bridge. Wow, that's pretty advanced, giving an actual dedicated phase to cyclists. That's right. It's actually, so it's, so it's actually going to be the second one of those in the city. So um, the Anglesey Street end of Ward Street has a similar um, traffic light on it now. So when you're riding from Western Rail Trail, uh, you cross Tristram Street and you ride all the way along Ward Street to the warehouse, um, outside the warehouse at Anglesey Street. There's a detector in the ground um, that you, you sort of park your bike on top of once you get to the to the white line and it picks up the bicycle and then it fits the bicycle um, phasing into the traffic light so it doesn't run all the time, it only runs when a bike turns up and what it does is it gives red to everybody else at the intersection and it gives green to bikes onto, onto Anglesey Street in whichever direction you want to go. So if you want to go left, um, you can go left. If you want to go straight ahead and then um, up onto the curb to, say, park your bike um, so you can walk into centre place, you can. Or if you want to go south and go right down Anglesey Street, you can do that. So you could have, you could have effectively three cyclists at that intersection waiting to go all three different directions and they'd get their green and they'd be able to go across the intersection and then the lights won't go green for anyone else so 
um, vehicles or pedestrians until the bike red has finished. That's really advanced, isn't it? It's, it's something that we haven't seen in Hamilton before, and um, so we're actually now, you know, it, it is. It's, it's, it's the next step. It's showing that we, um, we actually put bikes in that position where we want to encourage people to use them and we're going to give them the opportunity to take advantage. Mm, give them a give them their whole own phase of the traffic lights instead of having to do the old um, rat run with the with the cars. That's which right. Is yeah, quite and, sometimes. and and it gives you that chance to know that you can go without having to worry about a car that's going to say turn left and you're wanting to try and turn right and you end up being in you know you happen to maybe have put yourself in the wrong position. So what it, what it does is it, it gives you the the safe option effectively or the and. Um, the option where you don't put yourself, or if you've got a child on the bike with you, you don't you don't put yourself and themselves at risk. Um, it's all about reducing that risk for everybody. Mm, exciting progress, Richard Porter from Bike Waikato. Um, I'll I'll let you go now. Thank you. Uh, off uh, off to your uh, parental duties. <laughs> yes. And um, uh, yeah, thanks very much again for joining me on the free breakfast. Not a problem. Thank you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.